How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And this week, we're going to be doing something different. We don't often do topics on the serious side here. Um, that's not to say that this won't be fun, because we probably will have fun with it. Uh, but this will be a, a little bit out of the ordinary, I, I would say. Um, and before we get started... Let me just say that uh, there will be things that I say. I won't speak for Leonard because I have no idea what he's going to say. Um, he knows what the topic is, but he has no idea what I'm going to say. Uh, yes. There will be things that I say that people out there probably don't like. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to try not to come across as whining. I am going to try to not to ramble too much. This I will say this was Chad's topic. He picked it. He wanted to talk about it. I did. Um, and, you know, usually we'll do like a game or we'll do fantasy booking type stuff. Uh, that's not what this is. This is just kind of a general topic. And the topic I'm calling is it is called wrestling tribalism. Now, I've been thinking about discussing stuff like this with Leonard for a while now, but I will give credit where credit is due. Referring to it as tribalism, I actually got from a former colleague of ours on Twitter, Jeremy Thomas. Um, now, leading into the Tuesday night head-to-head -head between AEW and NXT, um, I think Jeremy put up a tweet, something to the effect of, you know, this should be a great night of wrestling, and I don't want to hear anything about, you know, who did well in the ratings. You know, your wrestling tribalism is one of the worst things to happen to the industry in quite a while. That's what he said in his tweet. That gave me a good title <laughs> for this okay. topic. That's kind of where I got that. Um, so at the same time, we are going to be talking about not just the uh, internet wrestling community, the IWC, as it's affectionately called or unaffectionately called. Um, we're going to be talking about wrestling fandom in general here. Um, now, I'm going to start off by saying what was the straw that broke the camel's back for me and leonard has an idea what this is because i texted him about it weeks ago um there is a group uh either partially run by or totally run by uh another former colleague of ours at 411 mania uh greg demarco is his name and you know what he very well might check out our show <laughs> you know uh he, he very well might because he invited us to join his group on facebook I know we've posted in that group before, so yes. very well might listen to this. And yeah, I don't know if he does specifically, but but it would not yeah. surprise me if he does. Neither do I, and I hope that he doesn't take offense to this stuff. It's not about him personally, but um, his name has to be mentioned because that's kind of what pushed me a little bit over the edge. <laughs> so um, anyway, the group is called The Chair Shot. Go check it out if you feel so inclined. Um, and... I simply had to, you know, leave the group. I, I had to leave the group because now sometimes with friends that you find annoying, if maybe they're posting too much about politics or too many pictures of their kids, <laughs> you know, you could just snooze them, right, for 30 days and or whatever, and you don't have to look at those people for a while. Far as I could see, I'm an old man, you can't do that with groups. So I elected to leave the group. That's not to say I'm not going to rejoin someday. But it was getting too aggravating for me. And here's why. Now, 
before I lead into that, I will just say I'm going to try my best to be as neutral as possible. It's no secret to those who have checked out our show before. I, am, these days, am more pro AEW. That's the show I watch more often. I'm going to try not to be too heavily leaning in that direction. I'm going to try to be neutral. And hopefully, Leonard will try to be neutral, too. <laughs> Leonard doesn't watch anything that's new. Yeah, no. I, 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 watch, I watch nothing, so therefore, I don't think I have any allegiances. Right. So... Uh. Uh, it got the group, the chair shot to me, Leonard, it, it got to the point where it was so like pro everything that WWE did and so anti everything AEW did that I just I couldn't take it. And one of the th situations that made me mad was something that was a response to what you posted. <laughs> I was so close to responding to something like anyway. So Leonard posted about in a response to the name Lexus King, which is Brian Pillman Jr.'s new name in NXT. Yes. And Greg, our former colleague, went and mentioned Braun Breaker as a defense of Leonard's joking, you know, about the name Lexus King. And yes, I said that he that, that Lexus King is the equivalent of Curtis of Curtis Axel. Right. That it was it was it was taking the known son of a professional wrestler taking some of their background elements to come up with a new name when they didn't really need to do that. And the fact that the commentary team is going to tell you 87 times during a match, oh, that's Brian Pillman's son, just like they said 87 times during every Curtis Axel match or Joe McGillicuddy match, oh, that's Curtis Axel's son or that's Kurt Henning's son. Right. So that was the point I was trying to make in a humorous fashion. Uh, that that yes, Lexus King and Curse Axel is the exact same type of name, type of name that WWE came up with for these two different individuals. Right, and I I think you made a joke about uh, Jack Perry and what his name might be. Yes, I believe I said it's going to be Dylan Andrews because yeah. his dad had played. Uh, Dylan Walsh on 90210 and was Archie's dad on like Riverdale. Like those were sort of the bookends of his career. So that's why, why I said that's what Jack Perry's name would be. Right. So, you know, I understood what Leonard, where, where Leonard was coming from. And the response was a very serious one in that. Yeah, what surprised trying, me. Trying to defend it by saying Braun Breaker was an example of how somebody can have a made up name and it, and that person be successful. And I was very close to responding. And by the way, this is a small example of a number on this particular group. This is the one I remember. Um, and I was very close to responding. Like, if you're going to defend it, why would you mention Braun Breaker? Because first of all, he's still on NXT for goodness sakes. He hasn't mm -hmm. made it to the main roster shows yet. Why? Because he's still too green. And by the way, they do exactly what Leonard said they did which is they mention who his dad is all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. So why not have him be Rex Steiner or Braun Steiner or any right. other variation? It, it goes to, and you know, look, and Greg was saying, I think in a different post, he had said how Brian Pilliman Jr. came up with the name. It relates to his family. I get that totally. I'm sure he did choose what the name was, but I guarantee you he didn't choose to change his name. I bet you, I would bet any amount of money that they said, oh, hey, yeah. you got to change your name. You can choose what it is. 
<laughs> so from what I know, he used the name Alex King at one point on the end. Okay. So, but Lexus King is probably so WWE could have the copyright to it. And exactly. I didn't comment this, but Lexus King sounds like a stripper name. Well, yeah. So like, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's so WWE can own it. Can we not pretend that it's anything else? Like, I understand the name that he, the, the names that he chose were heartfelt, but like, can we stop pretending like it's like his own creation? Totally. Like he's just making the company happy happy and i hope that he grows and matures and gets better i really do however we've seen his debut and the most comments i saw were that he looks like a vince neal ripoff so there that is i don't like he you know he it is it's starting on shaky ground i'll just say that but i'm willing to see it through um did you see the debut leonard i why i i saw the promo i listened to the promo I thought it was a good heel promo because everything he said made sense. It was coming from, I think, a point of, of reality and real emotion for him. Um, so, so I think it worked in that way. Uh, you know, again, the look, the name, those right. are things that may get tweaked over time. But the right. core of what he was saying, I think, worked. And how he said it, I think, worked. I generally like Brian Pillman Jr. I, I actually I? met him once. Very early in his career, he, he wrestled uh, uh, for, for Bobby Fulton's promotion once. Actually, he didn't wrestle. He, he was supposed to, and he was injured, but he still came for the Fan Fest. So I have met him, and he was a great guy to talk to. He seemed very earnest about following his father's footsteps and, and wanting to be a pro wrestler and enjoying wrestling and just loved being around you know, at this Fan Fest and being able to talk to people who knew his dad and hang out with people uh, you know, Bobby Fulton and I remember Ronnie Garvin was there. And of course, they were in WCW very early on when Pillman started and all this. So, yeah, I like Brian Pillman and I hope all the best for him. Um, you know, maybe here's the thing. I'll mention this, too. I don't remember where I heard this at or who said it, but it makes perfect sense. If you can't in your mind hear Howard Finkel say, Winner and new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Lexus King. If that doesn't sound right to you, then that means that guy's never going to win that belt. Right. No, I, yeah, that's true. And, you know, I th was listening to a recent uh, Bruce Pritchard podcast, and I think he said, I forget what wrestler it was about, but it was a wrestler that had gone by his real name and then went by a made-up name. And, you know, his argument, which makes perfect sense, was that, Sometimes it was easier for that person to latch on to a character rather than to start right. out by playing an extension of who they really are. And that makes sense to me. And I hope that that works out. But in looking in looking back, a lot of times when WWE takes somebody that we absolutely know who it is and they give him this fake name, a lot of times it doesn't work out it turns to crap, you know, or like Leonard said, over time, there's so many tweaks that Rocky Maivia becomes the rock. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, anything's possible. So that's just, you know, that kind of stuff, but that was so prevalent on the page. Like it was just everything that anybody said that was against WWE, like he would come to their defense. And it, it, it like, I'm past the point now where like I get into, you know, flame wars or whatever they call it on social media 
I don't have time for that. You know, I, I like to make certain points when I feel like it, but you know, I, I just, it, it was aggravating to the point where I had to let it go. And a lot of the content on the page at that time was about the, you know, couple weeks old now, um, NXT versus AEW Tuesday night head to head, uh, situation mm -hmm. that happened. And that Leonard, I know that you don't watch either show, but I, sure you were keeping up with some of the stuff going on that got a little out of hand did it not yeah it did it did and and i saw the ratings i saw tony khan's tweet which i didn't know if you wanted to to talk I'll, about I'll, we'll get there okay i thought you had mentioned something about that it was kind of yeah. ridiculous um yeah yeah like i said didn't watch the shows i kind of know they went head to head i know that wwe threw everything they had basically at nxt uh, and why not gamesmanship? I mean, if you're going head to head with your competition, and here's the thing: Tony Khan talks all the time about WWE. WWE doesn't talk ever about Tony Khan. Not outright. Not but, outright. But they certainly make moves. But yeah, see that—that's the point I was making. They don't like Tony Khan. Will say WWE, Vince McMahon, Triple H. Will say the names. Right. They don't say it, but yes, they're making strategic moves uh, to go up against them when they go up against them, and, and that's how you should do it. I mean, that's well, okay. Yeah, yes, and no. that's how I think you should do it. I mean, yeah. don't strategic don't, moves. Don't. I agree with. I wouldn't yes. call strategic moves bringing out a guy who's long since retired just to come in and choke slam somebody at the end. I wouldn't call a strategic move bringing John Cena out on NXT. Why did they do that? They did it just to pad it pad the card so that people would tune in. And here's the thing. This yeah. sad to me. I don't think they needed to do that to win. It's WWE. Of course they're going to get better ratings. And of course they're going to get better ratings with those two guys on the card as mm -hmm. you know being marketed. Of course they are. Like and by the way, Tuesday is not the regular dynamite day. So like it's just it got ridiculous. It's like a little unfair to be like, "Ah, see, you know, NXT, look at how much better it is than AEW. What? Like, you know, it's a Tuesday night. They were preempted. They were doing what they could so that people checked out their show. And then, yes, it became a, well, you're doing this, so I'm going to do that. Well, you're doing this, so I'm going to do that. It, you know, half hour, no commercials. <laughs> the Undertaker, LA Knight, you know, uh, Edge, whoever, not Edge, sorry, excuse me, Adam Cole. Now on the other side. Uh, but no, here, here, here's my thinking on that is as a regular wrestling fan, why do you care about the ratings? Exactly. Why do you care? I mean, it's a hundred percent truth. WWE gets better rings than AEW. Why do you care? You know, it's a hundred percent truth that AEW's ticket sales house house show ticket sales are down. Their merch sales are down. Why do you care? Exactly. Dave Meltzer said recently um, it was around the same time Adam Copeland debuted that AEW is cold right now. And and mm -hmm. that's a guy that loves a lot of the stuff that they do. And yes, is very pro AEW from what I've seen and heard like 90% of the time. Right. And he's he's right. They are a little cold right now. I'm not going to deny that. Like, but Leonard makes a great point. Like, why are we so hung up on the ratings and hung up on something else, which, you know, I'll get we'll, we might as well just get into it now. And that is like this sudden obsession with taking pictures of the hard cam side. 
Oh my god! I just like no I one sits on the hard. You know what? I like to sit in the hard cam side. Yeah, I would. Most, yeah, most people don't because you're not going to get on camera, and a lot of times they don't sell those seats because those seats aren't going to be on camera. So right. I don't know why that's become a thing all of a sudden. Because right. it's not a new if you've thing. ever been to a, a taping of anything, you've seen that. Right. It's not a new practice, but nowadays, apparently, certain fans are just now discovering that it is a thing and they're making it seem like, oh man, see, AEW is about to go out of business. Look at them this week. And they'll take like two, they'll take an AEW house show and put it next to like, you know, a raw show right now or whatever and be like, ah, oh, see, see how much different, like it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's so stupid. Like I'm not denying, like Leonard said, I'm not denying WWE gets better ticket sales. I'm sure right now they do. But like, it, it's just, it's maddening every day. And it's not just the group I mentioned, the chair shop, by the way. Like mm -hmm. Sports Kita, uh, the Dirt Sheet, whatever. Like all those groups on Facebook. Some of them I don't even belong to, but they just come across because, you know, algorithm and whatnot. Um, yes. Like I see it, I see a new photo every day of an AEW crowd. And it's, it's depressing Leonard to the point where like, I'm like almost don't care about any modern wrestling at all. Like, because it's just yeah. to me, the fan base is, is as toxic now as it has ever been. Mm. And I will say this, and I don't know, you know, you Leonard have a lot of friends that are closer to you that like wrestling and enjoy wrestling. So you talk more freely with close friends Sure. I, you, know, you know Dan, you know Ronnie, you know right. Tom, you know, yeah. Right, and I have, like, the reason why I'm doing this show with Leonard, not just because he's a friend, but because he's one of the guys that I can talk to about wrestling all the time. Like, a lot of the people that I'm with don't watch wrestling, which is fine. Um, but sometimes people will bring up fan bases, like maybe fan bases of teams, like, you know, oh, Philly fans or this or whatever. And mm -hmm. sometimes somebody will hit look at me, knowing that I like wrestling, and they'll ask me, what about wrestling fans? And my answer is always the same. Wrestling fans are the worst. Wrestling fans are the worst ever. They, most of them, not all, <laughs> bitter, angry trolls, hypocritical people who just like to shit on everything. <laughs> like yeah. To the point now where, like, even comments I've seen online, oh, well, you can't use the just enjoy wrestling comment anymore we're past that we can't use that anymore what why like like I... here's the analogy i came up with and you're probably going to hate the analogy i'm going to give it to you anyway aew right now is like donald trump you either hate donald trump or you love donald trump and there's people in the middle who don't care that get ignored because they're not the loudest voice in the room. Right. And and two, and here's something that you might disagree with me on, people who love who are anti-Trumpers don't necessarily love Joe Biden. There's a lot of people who don't right. care for Joe Biden one way or the other. And I think a lot of your anti-AEW people don't care about WWE one way or the other. Well, I no, I, I don't totally disagree with you there. And here's the thing. A lot of what you said in the middle there was true. A lot of yeah. these people are not the loudest voices in the room. 
So what I see nowadays is I see plenty of the, the people who are just pro AEW. And honestly, some of those people come across as ignorant. <laughs> like, like, why are you not paying attention to the whole picture? Mm. Uh, more often now, I see the people that are either A, anti-AEW, or B, so pro-WWE that everything AEW is doing is bad, or WCW light, or TNA-esque, or whatever. Like, And it's just, it, it gets old after a while. And like, what I don't understand is... Like when you're posting pictures of the crowd or you're talking about social media content, like that's not indicative of how good the talent is. That's not indicative of how good the matches are. Like we're getting bogged down in nonsense. And let me just say this, as far as Tony Khan's social media presence, I agree. Somebody needs to, Tell him to dial it back. <laughs> like Chris Jericho just said on uh, something, an interview, he said that, you know, he's not going to tell him what to do. He's not going to blah, 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 blah. You know, if I were sitting next to him, it would be like the M. Night Shyamalan thing where somebody needs to tell him no. I would be like, okay, when you're tweeting out a picture that says bald asshole, maybe don't do that. Like, you know, that's not necessary to do. Like, I agree. His presence on social media is a problem. However, me now, I like a lot more of what AEW brings to the table because it suits my interest more as a wrestling fan as I am now. I like I like a lot of the stories. I like a lot of the match content. And here's the other part that I've never talked about on this show before. I like the unpredictability of AEW because you never know what you're going to find when you tune in. You could see something that's a train wreck and laughably bad, or you could see like a four plus star match. Like you just, you never know what you're going to find. You could see a botch that is unlike anything you've seen before in your life. You could see, uh, you know, that one uh, scene weeks ago where they were interviewing Keith Lee on collision and like the guy with the thing came across take 22. <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw that Leonard. No, I didn't see that one. Like, and it was like embarrassing. It was just like, my gosh, what are you doing? You know, um, it's unpredictable. And I like that aspect of it because right now, WWE to me is very predictable. I'm not saying they don't have any good matches, but, you know, they're in this period now where the champions are champs for a long time. And the matches, you could kind of set your your structure by them. Like they all resemble the same. Some stuff is good. Some stuff is bad. Like, that's just my opinion personally. But, like, I don't want WWE to go out of business. I think competition is good for both companies. I, I think it's a healthy thing. So if we're going to critique AEW, let, let's critique the, the content. You know, I mean, some people say that, you know, oh, I don't like Tony Khan as a booker. And that's fine with me. I have no issue with the people that say stuff like that. I'd be love to talk to those people about what specifically they mean. Um, but that I don't have a problem with. But it's like when, when people are drawing attention to social media posts and pictures of empty arenas, like, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. And that's the part that really gets under my skin. You know, what was very odd is if you go back to, say, pre-pandemic, 2019, 
everyone was excited. The fact that you could watch pro wrestling every night of the week between WWE and AEW and TNA and New Japan and even very small companies like you know, Ring of Honor was still going and MLW was coming up and all this stuff. And everyone was excited. This is the best time ever to be a wrestling fan. And now we're here <laughs> right. where you have these very, very loud pockets of fans fighting each other. Right. And I think the casual fan has really dropped off. Yes. Um, yes. That, I, I, that is evident, evident in the ratings, by the way. Yes, that's very evident in the ratings. That's very evident in the ticket sales. You, very evident in the merch sales. Uh, I, saw, I saw one a while back. It was a list of, like, the best-selling merch for, like, both companies. And WWE's, like, top ten was, like, Stone Cold, Rock, NWO, <laughs> yeah. Undertaker, uh, and the, and the AEW stuff was Punk, who's not there anymore, Sting, Christian, like all the old all the old guys that you knew from WWE. So what this says is you're not creating new stars really, and you're not exciting the casual fan base with 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 new stars. So if you should be concerned about anything as a wrestling fan, the concern should be. That I don't think either comp. I think both companies have some great young talent, but I don't think they're building them and pushing them the way they need to. And without that creation of new talent, you're not going to interest the casual fans. And I mean, go back and you look during the boom period. You had Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, all these new talent at the time. Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, new talent at the time. So, you know, I think that's that's the big, big thing that you that, if, like I said earlier, I don't think you should be concerned about ratings. I think you should be concerned about uh, the lack of development of new talent. And I think that's me going off on another tangent there on you. But that was. No, I agree. You know, oh, and I didn't even comment about <laughs> your Trump analogy. And even yeah. though, I don't know if I would have picked the exact analogy, but I know exactly where you're coming from. And I agree, basically, with with the analogy, even though right. I don't. Like the name is what it is, but like it's yes. Um, so, so yeah, let's you know move on a little bit here. And I mentioned you know hypocrisy of fans, and nothing is more evident in that than the name CM Punk, which you know what were all the fans discussing before he got fired from AEW? They were saying, ah, oh, Tony Khan, what's wrong with him? He needed to get rid of him the first time. You know, this is ridiculous. It's an embarrassment, blah, blah, blah. If he was a better promoter, he would have done the, like, whatever. All the stuff. He fired him. Now he's gone. Then you would hear those same people being like, oh, man, I hope he debuts at Survivor Series. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, I hope he debuts at Survivor Series. So then he goes to the Royal Rumble and wins it. And then he headlock. I, it's just like, what? Like, like, who are you? Like, that. this is like, we're just... We have such short-term memory that, like, we're now just like, oh, he's going to be back in WWE again. Is it going to be great? And in, in my head now, Leonard and I made a bet, which yes. for now, I'm safe. Um, I, I think for now yeah. I'm safe because the the news that came out, uh, I don't know, about a month ago from Dave Meltzer, which he could take with a grain of salt, is that mm -hmm. WWE passed on signing him for now and uh, that that was not going to happen. CM Punk is still very cryptic in his tweets. WWE, like, people will pick out these random hints, air quotes, that they think mm -hmm. refer to CM Punk, which is just ridiculous. 
Um, I don't think he's coming to WWE anytime soon. Now the new thing is, well, man, what if he goes to TNA Impact? <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and and run the whole show, which if that's what he really has always wanted to do, yeah. he would be the biggest fish in the smallest pond. Uh, but while going off what you just said, another political analogy, and, and I said this is what you can boil down politics today, is that if my guy and, and me do it, it's fine. If you if your guy and you do it, it's bad. If it's the exact same thing, yeah. so yes, the the anti AEW people would be, oh, that's a horrible move about CM Punk. And then when Punk is gone, it's like, yes, I hope we get them him now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could you could equate that also to like sports, right? Like, oh man, yeah, in general, know. yeah. I, I remember you know Henry, but uh, you know, oh, now he's with the Ravens now. Oh, that's great. Can't wait. Yeah, I, you know, uh, a friend of the show, Dan, he's a huge Cowboys fan. I got on him about Tony Romo all the time. And he, he loved, here, here's the thing about Dan, because I don't know if he listens that much to us or not, but, like, The Undertaker has never had a bad match, and the Cowboys have never had a bad draft pick. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I used to get on him all the time about Tony Romo. And soon as Romo like left the Cowboys, it was a non-argument. I don't care anymore. So I won that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a passionate fan right there. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's another thing. Real quick, if I could throw in, I think it's the idea, and Dan's this way, and and I've told him this. It, it's it's loyalty to a fault that I am so loyal that I can't say anything bad because I feel that's disloyal, even if I make a critique that is technically sound it's me going against what i love it's me being disloyal and i and think you see that as well yeah and that's what i like i've never been that way and like i don't understand that way whether it's politics or wrestling i i don't like i'll call a spade a spade like gosh like the people that are like pro either company like what have these companies done to make you so loyal at this juncture, like Roman Reigns being the champion for over a thousand days has like, like that's what you think is like the greatest way to go. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, or, you know, whatever, like it's, it's, it's crazy to me. I, to me, I hope all wrestling succeeds. Like the deals that, um, Billy Corgan and NWA made recently uh, for shows on the CW. Um, I hope that they succeed. I think it's going to be very hard to succeed on the CW because mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a station that is in love with wrestling, but maybe they will be. I hope that they are, and I hope that it succeeds. That's a great thing for them. Um, and I don't have cable, but I'd be very interested in watching the show because I told you the last thing I regularly watched was NWA Power because being an old school fan, I liked the fact that it was an old style uh, studio show. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, now we also have uh, Impact changing its name back to TNA. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see their Bound for Glory event. But, uh, you know, by all accounts, it, it was a pretty solid event. There were some good matches on it. I, I do want to see it at some point. Um, but, you know, we only have so much time in the week, right? I mean, there's so much wrestling content. Yeah. There. And so many people don't have don't have cable anymore. And I think that's one way that WWE has really been able to 
keep the foothold they've had is because of Peacock. Like they're on a streaming service. Right. Um, yeah. I know AW has that deal with HBO Max, but I'm not exactly sure what's on it or not on it. Or yeah, I mean it, it's been rumored for a long time, and you know the latest I heard is that it's possible that they'll move to 12 events a year and go to HBO Max Max uh, mm-hmm. for short. Um, but I don't know if that's uh, confirmed yet or not. I'm not sure. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Cause, you know, uh, 2024 will be a big year for AEW in uh, could be good ways and bad ways. MJF's contract is up. I think some other contracts are up. Uh, Will Ospreay is a free agent in early 2024. Not that he's with AEW. He's not. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, so a lot, a lot is going to happen, uh, I'm sure. Um, you know, I could go on about, you know, the hypocrisy thing with different comparisons. I, I, I don't think I need to do that at this point. I think I made my point. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a topic that we could talk a lot longer for. Yeah. But no one wants to hear it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, my, my ending, uh, note here is that it just right now, it, it feels like, you know, you're kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't, with if with regard to being a wrestling fan you know the people that just enjoy it, it, it it's becoming tougher to just enjoy it because mm-hmm. these loud pockets of fans are making it not enjoyable and I, I think that that's a problem like it just doesn't make sense to me and i hope i hope that that changes i i really hope the competition between AEW wwe continues um, you know, I don't expect AEW to catch WWE anytime soon. They offer something different. WWE offers higher production value and, you know, whatever else. AEW offers, you know, more, maybe more of a focus on match content and, you know, different styles. And, you know, you like what you like. NWA offers more old school, you know, type of approach. Like, there's a lot out there for everyone. And I wish that we could all just kind of cohabitate the same space as wrestling fans and Mm -hmm. support each other more than like saying hey look at how that show was empty like to me that's silly yeah you know friend the show brian zane on wrestling with regret says like what you like and don't be a dick and right now everyone is being a dick not everyone again going back to my point i think there's more of that silent pocket in the middle than the two extremes i agree Uh, i agree and uh Please let us know what you think in the comments. Um, you know, I mentioned Greg's name. He is free to come on and have a discussion with us. I think that that, would be, I think that, that would be fun. Um, so anyway, check out our other episodes, our other shows and videos, random match reviews, what's that card, stupid questions, segment surgery. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Leonard, my name is Chad, and we will see you next time.